0: Either episode of rappers in my backyard thanks so much for tuning in I hope you're having a fabulous Sunday and we got an exciting guest for you guys today first of all we will be wrapping about the glove and on the grill we got reckless and you guys tune in every week so you know I love to lay the groundwork for a provocative conversation with a quote. So here's it, here it goes. Talent you have naturally. Skill is only developed by hours. And hours and hours of beating on your craft, and that quote comes from Will Smith, and I think that sets us up nicely to talk, express, relate, connect with our special guest, Chris the Glove. Taylor is in the backyard. What's up? How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you. I for can't-
0: you breaking up a little bit.
1: Can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. How are you?
0: I'm good, man. And you know what? I could not even do this interview without having my glove on, man. Uh-huh. So what I'm rocking that? the left hand with the glove so you can show me how to be as nice as you on that.
1: You know it's about the left hand, too, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. I did my research, man, and I know you've been covering that left hand for a long time, just like I'm covering mine in the hopes that I can get some of that magic you got.
1: (laughs) Man, I found out you're L.A. local, so yes, (laughs) ma'am.
0: Yes, indeed. So let's kick this off, because I've been waiting for this situation and this actual interview for so long. What you been up to, Chris?
1: Oh, wow. I'm uh, in the midst of reinventing myself and becoming a more complete producer, creator of all things, not just music. Um, well, wow. A lot of people don't know that uh, around 1998 I had brain surgery and then oh, I went wow. into I was told not to uh, work. So mm-hmm. I asked to try do music and listen to music. I didn't say do music. I said, can I listen to music? They said, sure. I said, sure. perfect. But what I did was I went into music for television because it was more like I felt like after the surgery I needed to retrain myself. I wanted right. to make all kind of music. I wanted to, so I put myself in what's called a, like a boot camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, pressure in television industry for music is relentless, and it's like, for instance, I used to do the music for a show called The Parkers. You ever watched The Parkers?
0: Yes, I love The Parkers.
1: So all the music that you heard in between the scenes and incidental, I did that. Uh, I worked okay. under a gentleman named Kirk Farquhar who was the composer, but I was a composer's assistant, mm-hmm. which, you know, do all the work. And he made all the connections. That's a great right. team. I'm not tripping on that. I like being a studio behind the buttons. Mm-hmm. The thing is, uh, you will never see my name on that, but five years I did the Parkers. So I did shows like, uh, I worked on Girlfriends and All of Us and uh, Okay, so UPN was a network, you're from LA. They had a bunch of shows, Eve, all these Black shows. Mm -hmm. We did all the music for all those shows. I had like nine shows at one time. I was the music on UPN from five to whenever the news came on every day. While everybody thought I wasn't doing anything, (laughs) because I wasn't making records, although Phone Tap was playing every day still. Mm I was over here on your tv hitting you upside the head with music secretly i like to hide in plain sight
0: yeah yeah and and you just don't stop either chris i mean in terms of you just continue to grow and and increase you know your bandwidth in so many different areas um i just want you to tell our audience a little bit about how you got started in hip-hop and you know, as a DJ, as a producer, how did you get involved with uh, music initially?
1: Wow, so it's gonna take a second.
0: <laughs> and I um, got one. <laughs> I,
1: I love that I got your attention. So in the beginning it was a boy who sang at nine years old. I was uh uh trying to be a soloist at church. Okay. So so she uh took me to this place uh i was i i auditioned for the mitchell boys choir i don't know if you're familiar with that but the mitchell boys choir is the same as the vienna boys choir for america okay. so i audition i sang moon river i was a soprano at nine right kilted but i didn't make it so it okay devastated me for years right nine years old i'm a failure at entertainment so my mom wants me to learn an instrument. You know, I grew up in that kind of a family. So it's the piano in the house. I don't want to learn that because it's in the house. So <laughs> it, I, like I'm a boy that. I don't like that. So there was an, now I'm, I'm 11, 12 now. Now at my age, just to give people an understanding, There were no electronic keyboards whatsoever. There was no such thing as a synthesizer. There was a guitar. The electric guitar was kind of (laughs) new. So there was guitar. There was the Fender Rhodes, which was an electric piano. And then there Mm was, now this organ had all these levers and knobs and shit. I was like, I want that. So my mama took me to a man named Toussaint McCall who had a gold record an organ song like he was like billy preston but with the organ okay he taught me how to play the organ when i went to my class it was like in his office there was a gold disc in a bot and a frame on the wall i said what's that it looked like a record he said that's a gold record that's my gold record i was like i want one of those okay said, but you gotta do this and you learn and you practice and you become good at this organ i did it and i said okay cool so i learned that organ my mama bought me one. Hammond organ in the house. Oregon, three grand, right? She got me an organ. I got an organ in the house. I'm playing for the church, but I'm not, we don't go to those churches. We go to a Methodist church.
0: And I what can, is that? Is that like they don't really get down in the chorus when you say Methodist? Because I did Baptist, so we burn right. it up. You know, so Baptist, the organist is off the hook. We hump. are not Baptist. <laughs> okay. What do that you was, I mean, what is it a s like just It's like singing? imagine
1: Catholic but with black people and not Catholic. Okay. It's boring Jeez. you fall asleep, no clapping, none of that. It's very, very ritualistic like Catholicism.
0: Wow. That's okay. why it's called meth-
1: get it? It's a method disc. It's a method. Right. So boring as hell. I'm not feeling that. So, my mom, there's a transformation in my family at this time. We mm-hmm. moved from one side of town to over here in, El- in uh, Ladera Heights, where we moved to. And then uh, uh, we chase churches and we go okay. to uh, 10,000 times more popping than the Baptist dancing wise. We become Pentecostal. We turned oh. the whole way around. <laughs> I'm 15, now I'm a Pentecostal. Now I'm on the Oregon. I'm like, do that. I got an organist in my church. A 18 year old chick, cute as hell, the pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. killing freaking feet work. So for those of you who don't know, Oregon has two layers: one for the top hand, right hand; one for the left hand. Then your foot plays the bass, and your other foot works. And yeah, works the volume. <laughs> so you got all this action, right? Right. Now, think about all that action, right? Now, imagine me on breaking with them turntables. That's where the action came from.
0: Yeah. See I see I mean? that translation. Yeah, definitely.
1: And the feet, too. I used to move my feet when I DJ. Like, people didn't really see them because they're behind the thing, but it was the same thing. So, I dance now, but what I would do is, I, I, I so, from the Oregon, then I learned how to play the piano because it's in the house. Now, I like it because it's in the house, right? I didn't change right my right. Mood. So, I'm on the piano. I'm, I'm learning songs on the radio like Shane. Evelyn Champagne King is Shane. So, I'm learning how to play the bass line with my left and the chords with my right. Uh-huh. So, I go to high school. I go, I, my mom puts me in music. Skip over from junior high. I was at Henry Clay, which Patrice Russian went to Henry Clay. And uh, so many people, uh, I can't even wow. think of their names. Julian Jackson, my mm-hmm. mentor, James Reese's DJ. Uh, Julian Jackson is basically the guy who made Prince. Like, people wow. don't know. He's the DJ. The DJ. We're very influential DJs. so You know
0: what? When you're talking about DJ. I want to know how as a DJ are you able to provide the momentum or the soundtrack for so many people's lives, you know, as a DJ?
1: Yeah, um, I'll I tell mean, you what I love is the fact that Okay, so I was kind of a cheap DJ. When I first started DJing, uh-huh. my first experience going beyond all of the learning technology shit, it was, that's kind of a boring story, but I had to learn even how to come, what are they using as a DJ? De- mm-hmm. What is a DJ? What do they use? How do they use it? What is this thing between record players? Because they were record players, not mm-hmm. turn. Then I learned about, turntable platters and turntables and blah, blah, blah. This is now 1980. 1980. Okay. So, being a DJ, I learned that when you play the music, man, and they dance, that's it. It yeah. ain't nothing else. They forget about everything. They, look, I seen gangsters in the fight. Man, who's the speakers up? Who's your speakers up? Watch this. Put on a record. Man, they dancing together.
0: Yeah, that's uh, the, but- the beauty of it, you know? I mean, DJs, I mean, they, they give us that momentum. I mean, I fell in love with a DJ because he played his song so nice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I know what DJs do. We got power. You know? Y'all got power, you know what I'm saying? And it's like once you realize you have that control, then you can sort of proceed with, setting the atmosphere for wherever it is that you are. That's what's so great about a DJ and you're like one of the best ones you know what i'm saying Thank you. and speaking about one of the best ones let's talk a little bit about your experience with working with dr dre on the chronic because i mean dude you are the secret goat of the west coast you are behind everything that you know is winning everything we were able to get back on the map with you know, and with that record, that kind of set everything up for the West Coast to the point that if it don't sound like that, we ain't trying to eat it. So let's talk about your involvement with that, because that's huge. OK,
1: so, yeah, well, OK, it's funny. So what happens is um, I did a record, Reckless, right? When he was talking mm-hmm. about and it sells the soundtrack record, sells like, five, four or five million copies. We get these plaques, right? So I, I wanted right. that award. I got it. First time out, got a platinum. One. I didn't even. We was like, "Where the gold?" It was like, "This is better."
0: Yeah. Okay, way better. We'll
1: take, we'll take better. So, from that, I stopped doing rap, and I wanted to trying to be an art back to R and B. Like, remember that record? Mm-hmm. I wanted another one like that. It, all them records was R and B. We just happened to. They called from Reckless, and say, they called from Polydor, uh, and say, "Can you make a one of those talk records from a thing in a movie?" So, fast forward to Dre. I meet Dre in 1989 in okay. my front yard
0: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> he comes over with my best friend at the time dave dave jacket
0: and mm-hmm.
1: and dave's like this is my boy dre he says i told him you do music he said take me over there because mm-hmm. you know, everybody didn't do music back then <clears throat> now everybody has something in music some sort of hole or stock mm-hmm. But back then it was very few and far between. Especially he would tell him like, no, he goes to the studio, like the big studio. You know, he was telling him something like that. <laughs> so, you know, I had my boy Dave in state of the art spots. He didn't know uh-huh. that, that was hot top, top of studios until later. Right. But so Drake comes in my house, I play him some music, and uh, we talk a few times, and then he's like, I need somebody that can, you know, kind of do what I do. And he was trying to explain that he was a full producer. He mixed and blah, blah, blah. And I said, right. "Yeah, I do all that." He, you know, most people don't believe that. And they know I'm a DJ, mm-hmm. but that's it. I'm only the guy who he rapped about in records. You know, I didn't. I produced it with Dave. We did the whole thing. Matter of fact, called. I, I called Ice T. Like, hey, that's the only rapper I knew. It would have been rapped by Dr. Dre.
0: <laughs> true, but true.
1: I only knew Ice T. There weren't no rappers. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear so me when you was. It?
0: was working with Dre on the Chronic. Well, I was I mean,
1: that right there for you, love. Okay. I'm not going to drift on that. But the thing is with Dre,
0: mm-hmm.
1: once we were with Ruthless and then we left Ruthless to go and create that throw. And that's where I'm instrumental. The Chronic okay. came from us talking about what music we wanted to do. We produced a few songs. Dre produced a few songs in between uh, uh, John Singleton had a movie, uh, Boys in the Hood, he had a song mm-hmm. on it, and used a Johnny Guitar Watson sample, and we was going towards those kind of samples. So I was like, okay. "Bro, we need to like, just get those keyboards." Now it's funny when I first learned the organ, there was no instruments. Now I'm, I'm I'm doing the Chronic, and all the keyboards are now old. Uh. The ones we want to use. So I said, "Bro, we got the." I was working on a record. I said, "I got like, come look up in the." in the uh, attic. And it was like 10 different mini Moog, Arp Odyssey, all that old shit, right?
0: Right, right. Bro,
1: we need to take this and use this instead of sampling. Like, we talked together and came to the conclusion. Then he, then this G thing, Let Me Ride, uh, Dre Day. See what I'm saying? Parliament. Yes. The influence. So I was that's me i like g-funk because i know it's glove funk but everybody else Mm -hmm. thinks it's a mess so i let them have it but i know i talked to dre and we came to a conclusion and then he made this record with not just me but several but i was instrumental in items in his brain more so than just tracks i did song on that chronic album and i mixed it with greg royal shout out to greg because we knew studio. so the thing that i like to tell people is that during these times is when I introduced Dr. Dre to the SSL.
0: Okay, okay, and I know we can go on and on about the whole Dr. Dre thing, you know, because it's such a a huge part of just everything, especially the legacy on the West Coast.
1: And the chronic, but
0: yeah, and the chronic. That is you know, out. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean. Gosh, we're gonna have to roll back around on that one, Chris. What you lighten up, son? Sweets. It's my Okay. Brain. Okay. We haven't
1: got the next chair. We're gonna get right to that.
0: Yeah, get right to that. And you know what? Since you lighten up, I might as well lighten it up. Let's take it to the grill, fam. Let's take it to the grill, burn some stuff up. Oh yeah. Yes. And on the grill, we talking reckless today, Chris. We talking reckless, not only as that being one of your most instrumental songs that you put out and has opened so many doors, but I want to talk about what reckless means as it refers to the DJ when you was back in the day, you was cutting and scratching, you know what I mean? And manipulating and remixing. What are we doing now with this new DJ thing? Talk to me about Reckless versus like the new DJ because I don't think they Reckless. I think they just less. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. I mean, oh, I'm just I'm trying to keep it gangster. You know what I mean? Lisa, that's, that's what I do that. on Sundays. Chris, I keep it gangsta. So sure. let's talk Reckless and give me your expert opinion because after all, you are the glove. So let's go.
1: Okay, so I like the DJs nowadays. Okay, so okay, first off, Technology, I love turntables and all that, but then mm-hmm. heavy the wax is heavy, and and evolution moves forward in technology. It's like uh I take an MP3 over 800 crates and an wow. internet that I can get any song in the world. So I'm not upset with a controller as long as the platters are picking up. So with the mm-hmm. tech, I'm cool with. I don't like Serato, I like Record Box, but okay, you know, outside of that, the DJs. I mean, now, okay, so I kind of feel kind of embarrassed because we kind of started that. <laughs> it was like, I used to, when I started DJing, the DJ weren't reckless. They were in a uh-huh. box, in a booth, remember? Right. In The DJ yeah. booth, you didn't even see them, you just hear the music. I, I uh-huh. was like, we want to be on stage. I want to stand there. <laughs> and that's the reckless concept. It's like, we're uh-uh picnic in a park, round us, put the speakers next to the DJ.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did oh. become the nucleus of everything with you guys. Whereas now, even though these new d- DJs are up on the stage, I don't know. It's it when you reckless to me when you was doing this thing was it came with personality, it came with swag. Now you know you just back there, you know, just putting down CDs and stuff, and I just you're don't put- see that same passion in today's DJ. You know, they're playing, but they ain't really playing.
1: Nah. See, today, they're, so, they're not really DJs. They're playlisters. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And they're not selectors either. They're playlisters. They'll go find somebody else's playlist and play those records. Like, I always get Cats Beat that are DJing at the 80s clubs, for instance. If they're playing, if they don't have gray hair, they don't know the music. Ain't I can go play only B-sides and blow that dude's let me tell you what I did. I, my boy uh uh being reckless.
0: You uh-huh. know,
1: right? DJ Battle Cat. So yeah. Battle shout Cat. out
0: to Battle Cat.
1: Shout out to Battle Cat. And my Love boy him. Peanut Butter Wolf, and shout out to Egyptian Lovers. So Peanut Butter Wolf has a club mm-hmm. down in uh near Eagle Rock, Highland Park. So I go play at his club. It's got a Bozak mixer that's all knobs, no faders, right? Okay. I'm up here rocking this. This is what I learned on. So I'm rocking this Bozak and Battlecat Watching me. Then uh-huh. Battle Cat starts, and I quote He uses Shazam on like 11 of the songs I played. This is Battle Cat.
0: Wow.
1: I can play, play records that'll have you dancing you never heard of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, so that night, I chose to play only B sides. And I played oh, B sides. Okay. All the stuff that I was playing, that was all hot. That nobody, I used to, I didn't cover my labels, but I just would rock so fast they never see them. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean by the DJ being reckless. So they're not selectors, they're not cutting as well. I got the Sweet Lounge now, and you got to come on my show. Sweet Lounge is me DJing and Soul Train dancing. That's it.
0: Oh, okay. I would love to check that out. I'm gonna have to check that out. We know tech- what start I checking soon. Mean? I'm
1: gonna start with a fashion show. Oh, okay. Different kind of Then fashion you're going to take
0: it from the fashion show and we're going to sashay to the turntables.
1: Oh, huh? yeah.
0: Hey, you're going to have to teach me how to rock with the one glove because like with the reckless thing, it's like I want to know what that glove did for you when you was on them turntables. What about it? Wearing that glove just made you come alive. Like you became on beast mode with the glove. I mean, I look for your specific glove. They just out of them. You know what I mean? So tell yeah. me, what did that glove mean to Chris the glove?
1: Well, it's funny because the way the name came to me, I was giving <laughs> that name. I didn't name it. Who gave my-
0: it to you? Who gave it to you?
1: So when I went to deliver speakers for this club radio, they uh-huh to be the dj and what was my dj name and i said oh yeah i'm dj chris they was like "Nah, we'll have a name for you when you come back you play at 11.
0: wow i thought that was a lie somebody told me and i read that somewhere and i was like i'm just gonna ask chris myself because that sounds you know it sound kind of you know
1: it don't sound, sound like this like a- a- is the story it sounds bigger than life i showed up at 11 the to- <laughs> said the glove 11 p.m i said that must be me i didn't know what the name was gonna be when i got there i walked right, in and saw right. the glove 11 p.m i said it could be the dude in the bathroom supposed to have been a glove i went yeah. up on stage and started djing and he was like fuck that i ain't going up there that nigga's the glove
0: <laughs> so did they just hand you a glove or did you come with your own spike glove what, what was glove? No
1: glove. so the first oh, night okay. came and light. i'm the glove
0: right right I never that's wore
1: like, a glove. I wore a glove in the movie.
0: That's what I seen. I only seen it in the movie. I said, when I get with Chris, I got to see what was up. Was that just yeah. like a one shot for the glove or did you not have the same feel with the glove? You know, were you not reckless with the glove, you know?
1: It was a way to put my name on the camera without saying it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that sounds about right. And if y'all don't know what reckless is, y'all need to do your research on Chris the Glove Taylor because he was reckless on the dag on tables. Right. And you know what, Chris? I think we burnt that up. You know what I'm saying? So let's take it off the grill. You smoking anyway. So right. that means we burnt That's it up. Behind. We burnt you it are. up. I love it. So let's keep rolling. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your involvement in music supervision and what that difference was for you from being a creator of music, a DJ, a producer, and then to have to go about picking songs that basically depict or capture a segment or episode of someone else's story. So how did you transcend to that?
1: Um, I was trained um, so I started off like I said the first actual show I did was incidental music for the Parkers which is when you create it for mm-hmm. transition. Every time they go from the house to the school or the school to the house and the driving down the street that little music I would do those and play I all can. the instruments. So I play you know, all keyboards and whatever. So mm-hmm. from that it was just the guy who taught me how to do that that coupled with Learning that what you look at
0: mm-hmm. isn't
1: nothing unless you hear something. Yeah, like yeah. you look at somebody walking down a dark alley; it's just a person walking down a dark alley. As Soon as you hear, Ooo, boop, 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 all of a sudden it's like, "Oh shit,
0: I'm terrified!"
1: All of a sudden, the music made you scared. So I've been doing that in people's lives on the radio and in Wow. Play. So I looked at that TV shit like this is simplicity at its easiest. I'm yeah. a to TV, so I just put the best record up that fit. That don't look right. They are not dancing. Put this, right. so I get really good at placing music to picture. Yeah, I'm actually a music coordinator, which is the assistant to a supervisor. I was mm-hmm. a supervisor on three shows, but we technically I didn't get the work. I already was hired, and so I just put the music in the show. We used our own catalog, yeah.
0: so you
1: know that's the trick to that. What you do is you you have to get put on to vendor lists. You have to be approved vendor for television. It's seven networks. Once mm-hmm. you, you know, all this talk about being on TV and these things you see, these that's all bullshit. Like, you might can get on like Ink or something like that. But yeah. the, like a union, it's a network. You either got to know a music editor or a music supervisor or coordinator like myself that lays to music get in. There. People like my boy, for instance, a music supervisor is tank. Mm-hmm. think is a music supervisor. He will. He has multiple shows. Won't tell me which ones they are, but he got but he
0: of. got some. Yeah, got
1: yeah. Newmeister, the greatest. She trained me
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: how to do uh, um, spreadsheets and everything and tracking down. So this is the problem with music supervision. You have yeah. a record here, my dear. And you wrote it with eleven people, so I got all yeah. ten of them to sign off. But there's one guy that owns 1.3 percent. That's not to be found
0: <laughs> and so <if laughs> yeah, he's that gonna,
1: music you're gonna get 30,000 but he's gonna get 300 so he ain't even tripping
0: Ooh, yeah and that's crazy
1: find those guys
0: wow it really is man but you doing your thing with the music supervision and Chris let me ask you one question tell us something that we don't know about you give us a little insight on on the glove Tell us something. Give me
1: something, Chris. Something that most people don't know about me. Is that personal? It
0: could be personal. Give me something personal because me and you personal right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what. Most people don't know that. I'm. Well, no, they know that. (laughs) People don't know about me, really, because I talk a lot. I tell it. No, I'll tell you what most people don't know. Uh, I work out. I do two a days, and uh, I'm a, a, a heavy into nutrition and bodybuilding. I, I support a company called E3 Live, and uh, Brain On is their product. I'm like a, a health nut when it comes to your health nut, but not like out of control. I eat chicken any kind of way, but I just right. don't eat any processed meat whatsoever, even if the chicken's processed. Processed right. meat, cold cuts. I once I learned that the number one There's three things that are the number one cause of cancer in America. Plutonium, cigarette smoking, and processed meat. Guess which one? Which one, one? Which one is number one?
0: Oh, which one um, is probably smoking. No? And
1: it's not plutonium.
0: Wow, so it's processed meat.
1: Number one cause of cancer in America.
0: We love our processed meat, too. Hurry up, hurry up. We don't want to cook nothing, or if we want to cook it, we want to put a whole bunch of gas on it. So, y'all heard that. Stay off that processed meat.
1: quarter of them, bro. It's a trip. Go ahead, girl.
0: Yeah, shoot. We need to stay off them chemicals, though. You know, I just stopped smoking because me, myself, you know, I felt that I was born a dragon. So, you know, I like seeing smoke come out my mouth but uh that ain't the case here yeah i'm rolling with you glove on the smoke coming out your mouth and lastly how can we follow your movement because i know you're doing new things now and you and you're moving in new ways and we just want to keep up with you chris
1: uh, thank you um you can find me i do a lot of movement on instagram at chris glove regular spelling one word i'm also at chris glove on twitter i just started Trump uh-huh. left <laughs> and then oh um, wow I got um Facebook, DJ Chris the Glove. And I'm also sweets underscore C A on Instagram. That's my brand. This we make hand roll pre rolls, that's it.
0: Okay. And uh,
1: the hand roll blunts. They you see how long we've been talking.
0: Yeah, shoot, you still burning over there. Ain't one. We could have did an hour's show and you Same. still would have been smoking.
1: It's only halfway, look. Yeah. So that's you know, not smoke, I have, man. I have, as well but yeah that's sweets underscore ag athletic gear you can find me all over on 420 cool. we'll to be taking over nugs uh instagram
0: at noon okay okay it sounds like a plan come you know dance. what let's go would you say chris come dance oh come dance mm-hmm. all right we're gonna check you out and you know what chris let's go back to the quote because you know it just set the groundwork for both of us and we just you know, roll through it so nicely. Talent you have naturally. Skill is only developed by hours and hours and hours of banging on your craft. And Chris the Glove is banging on his craft, y'all. So take notes. And you know what? Thanks so much, you guys, for tuning in today. We had such a great time with Chris. He let us know how it go, West Coast style, and uh, we loved every minute of it. So make sure that you subscribe, like, share, and comment to our channel. Let us know if you got any questions, if there's any guests you might want me to connect with, or any questions you might have in general. We gotta keep a conversation, right? We're trying to. Talk and create something differently here check out our newsletter make sure you subscribe to the channel and keep us locked and I'd like to say thank you to the one the only the West Coast goat Chris the glove Taylor I had to wear my glove for you I know I'm waving like a pageant contestant but I'm telling you Chris you all that in a bag of gloves and we Uh love you We love you, man. Next time, hopefully, I'll have both gloves on. But thanks so much for sharing your gift with us, Chris. We really, really appreciate it. And um, to my audience i can't wait to talk express relate and connect with you next sunday at two and like the quote said let's keep banging and banging and banging on our craft so we can be the best and that absolutely. sounds like a plan don't it chris absolutely all righty so we out of here and uh, thank you so much and enjoy your sunday and remember to put on your left glove, and we're out of here.
1: Out the left hand.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it for me, Chris.